how can you open a bookstore in the middle of the pandemic where everything is shutting down and now have multiple bookstores, not just here in the United States, but one opening up in Paris? You got to hear this story. You got to hear how this person right here has monetized their ministry. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have it? Because tattoo that needs to It brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. All right, welcome back to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. But before we get into today's episode, you know, there are a few things you got to do. First of all, if you have not subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, go to YouTube and type in Monetize Your Ministry podcast and subscribe. Make sure you're following this because you want to get all the good content. If you are a podcast listener, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and even on the Amazon platform. Also, share this. This episode is going to be one that you have to share with someone. If you are their friend, you got to share this with them. And lastly, if you can leave us a rating and a review on the podcast platforms, it helps others to find this episode. Now, today's episode, our guest is someone who is related to me. This is my very own cousin. I want to bring her up, Miss <laughs> Janine Cook. Janine, welcome to the podcast. Hi, cousin. <laughs> it is so good to have you on here. I told I told her before before we were getting set up that I'm gonna try not to fanboy too much, but I can't <laughs> help it because I am. Not only do I love you, totally allowed. I'm 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 accepting all blessings, <laughs> all like fanning. <laughs> yeah. Not only do I love you, but I'm a fan of yours, and I'm a, I'm super excited about what you're doing. And you. I also have to let people know that you're not recording this interview here in the U.S. Where are you right now as you record this interview? Oh, I'm in the Marais. The Marais that's how you say it in France. Uh, it's, uh, in Paris, yeah. 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 So Janine <laughs> is in Paris right now, and we'll get into why she's in Paris, but yeah. she's the owner and the operator of Harriet's Bookstore in the Fishhook District of Philadelphia. Fishtown. Fishtown, yeah. sorry, Fishtown, and also yeah, Ida's bookstore, which yeah. is in New Jersey. Where in New Jersey is it? Collinswood. Are you gonna All hear right. me say because I'm like going in between French now because I'm in two worlds? I'm like, oh, let's go. Hey, hey. You know, <laughs> I only yeah. know a few French words, but I it's, they end up coming out. <laughs> yeah, I know, a little, I know a little French from high school. <laughs> okay, good. So, <laughs> but people are wanting to know a little bit about your background, so let's start with this. What's something about you that might surprise people? Bookstore owner, entrepreneur, businesswoman, but tell us something about you that might surprise people. Um, I tell people it's so funny. It's like, oh, I'm not a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, like I would prefer not to if I don't have to, but I'm not the best. Like when people be like, oh, so and so can't drive, and I'm like, I'm that's me. I can't. I'm not the best driver. Uh. Cause I think I'm just like more of a, I'm, I'm so spacey. So I space out, I go into my own little world and then I'm driving and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm lost. I'm lost. So yeah, I'm yeah. not the best driver. I think people would find that interesting since I'm like driving these businesses. Yeah. 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 Just right. Cause you, you gotta be on the move with all the things you got going on. But what, but the thing yeah. is, 
I see you riding horses now. So, right. hey. You got to drive when you have a horse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, Harriet's Bookshop. They said they're going to um, actually have a photo shoot here in Paris with me on horseback. Nice. So, we'll see if they can pull it off. If there's a team that's coming from Philly, a media team that's coming from Philly, they asked me if I would be willing. I'm like, sure. You know, whatever. Nice, nice. So, Harriet's Bookshop. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to Harriet's. But there was... <laughs> There were other things that you were doing in entrepreneurship and in serving people. And as, as we talked about, the purpose of this podcast is to help people see how their ministry, how they serve others best, has mm -hmm. value in the marketplace. Tell us about what your first um, career part path was. Um, I know you did education. But kind of tell us a little bit about your career journey a little bit. Yeah. So my career journey is kind of strange because what happened is I, I got pregnant when I was 19. Um, and I got pregnant at 19, had a baby, at, I, had, I got pregnant at 18, I had a baby at 19. And that dictated a lot of things, right? Because once you're a mother, um, and I was living in Philly, I wasn't from Philly, so I didn't have any family there. It meant that I had to get really creative really quickly um, to, to decide how I was going to, one, stay in school, which I did full time, but also make enough money to uh, take care of this new baby and myself. Uh, and I, I love that we're talking about ministry because I think sometimes, you know, you get your back up against the wall and that's how you learn about what it is that you're, you're here to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that happened when I, I realized that I was pregnant was that I was like, I want to make it a better world. Like, I don't want to bring a baby into a world that's like this. Um, and I just wanted to do my part in that. And so that looked like um, as a university student, uh, we used to set up tables in front of the university and sell books so that we could run a club. Uh, it looked like me uh, taking that club and then turning it into curriculum that I could then go teach in after school programs and schools uh, in between classes. It looked like uh, me, like I, I would, you know, I applied for scholarships so that I could, you know, stay in school and do the work that I was doing. It looked like... Um, <laughs> it looks like, you know, going to all of these art openings because they have free food. <laughs> so, yeah, it looked like all these different creative ways of, like, making it happen. I think that, you know, COVID wasn't so crazy for me because I've been living, like, the life of, like, pivot the whole mm -hmm. time, right? Like, yeah. and you are my cousin, so you know that even before that, we were raised by a mother who went blind when we were, you know, little girls. So. Yeah. And she still made it happen and she still had ministry. She still continued to get her um, degree in theology, right? And so this is the example. This is what I've, I saw growing up yeah. is that there is no excuse, right? It's actually you just, you continue. You be, your obedience will be your, um, your, your vehicle. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and this, yeah. I've heard your story about your resilience when you were pregnant and mm -hmm. maybe someone even telling you to drop out and, you know, the negative mm -hmm. voices, but you push forward. And yeah. now, you know, just seeing how that resilience and that experience has kind of shaped what what you're even doing now. Um, education. I know, as we mentioned, right? So my mom and your mom are first cousins. Mm -hmm. And in our family, education is big, right? You, you got to go to school. You got to learn, right? Like our, yeah. our grandparents... Like your yeah. grandmother, my grandmother, your grandfather, education yeah. was big with them. Absolutely. And so I know 
education was a part of your own journey. And I believe anyone who's in education, that's a ministry because you Absolutely. don't get paid enough. You give more <laughs> hours and you get, you know, paid yeah. for. And right. you don't do it because it's lucrative. You do it because you can see helping someone. So talk about your it's journey. Of, I don't know. It's like you, you do it because you have to. I don't know mm. if that makes sense. It's like, uh this is even when I'm not trying to do the work that I do, I end up doing the work that I'm doing. And I know you're That's the calling. same. That's you know, calling. That's calling. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's calling. It's purpose. It's like, even, you know, it's so many ways in which it all connects back. And I'm just like, wow. Oh, that was preparation for this. And this was yeah. preparation for that. I remember the Pat, when I was pregnant, the pastor of the church that we were attending said, okay, you're going to need some money. Um, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, and this is me because this is the other side of me is also I'll be like, well, your office is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your office is a mess. You got all those cool books in there, but you got it all messed up. Like I can come in there and I can organize it for you and I could create a system for, you know, how you could find your books. And, you know, and he was just like, OK, you can do that. I'll pay you to do that. And, you know, that meant that I got to like play in his books, which is like, you know, he had this plethora of books about God, but also books about uh, things that maybe people don't experience as God, but definitely, you know, relate, right? Like nature and, yeah, yeah. you know, like, the you know, he was very, very interested in the Holocaust, even though he was like this Black Baptist preacher, right? And so he had a lot of books on that. Um, and he was, a you know, he was very into like psychology. So he had a lot of books on that. And so, you know, he'd come in the office sometimes and be like, Janine, are you in here working or you reading? <laughs> Um, and I was like, I'm doing both. I'm working and reading. I got I to gotta read to know where to put the books. Um, yeah. So, you know, these are, these are things that now when I look back, I'm like, oh, you know, it's always, we're always being prepared. That's you know, right. I think at least that's, that's how my version of it looks. Is that I, I can see all of the ways that I was being prepared for the next step and prepared for the next step. And even being in Paris, but, you know, well, Philly and Jersey and then doing the installation at Princeton and doing the installation at Penn, like all of that was preparation for being able to build a bookshop. We did this in seven days in Paris, yeah. you know? So it was, I mean, that was a marathon. I had, that was the stretch. That was the, the I got stretched to the edge. Um, absolutely. Um, but the, the prep work was all of the things that came before. I love it. I love it. So we'll, we'll go here. So I know your mom, you talked about her going to school. Mm -hmm. And I remember because you shared that, you know, she lost her sight at a mm -hmm. time when you were growing up. Part mm -hmm. of her finishing school, did, did I see this right, that you had to help her in terms of reading some of her schoolwork to her? Oh, absolutely. All of us. The three, I mean, it's three sisters, yeah. right? And we were all responsible for reading to her, uh, typing for her, um, you know, taking notes, uh, dictating things, dictating her thoughts. Um yeah, and my mom finished her master's degree just like that with, you know, with us right there. We so it was a it was a combined degree for sure. And in that yeah. in that you know again preparation right because in that we were learning about you know Latin and Hebrew and you know yeah. and learning about theology. So we were learning about like I remember being young and being like, Mom, what is this Taoism? I don't understand. Like, mm. and Taoism is spelled with a T, so it's like you you think it's Taoism when you're little. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is this Taoism? It's so interesting. I remember thinking mm. that thought and asking her about it, you know, and she was uh, in her work, like in her on her journey was preparing us for our journey in, in, in so many ways. Yeah. And that's just a great point that 
sometimes we don't see how the dots connect, right? Because as I'm listening to you talk about books and how uh, important books were in your journey Absolutely. as helping out just in the in the in your pastor's office, organizing books, mm-hmm. selling books as a part of the things that you were doing to to go through school and helping your mom with her books. It's like yeah. books have always been a part of your and life. Here, and even when I didn't understand, like even when I, you know, tried to escape it, you find mm-hmm. your, I mean, I, and the people who are listening will know who have that thing. They'll know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about, Kimo. You're doing this right here. It's very, it's the, it's very similar to what you was doing before. It's just a That's different right. medium. You know, right. it might be a slightly different technology. Same job. That's right. Know, That's job. right. I love that. Different medium, different technology, same, same job. job. Same, same job. Same job. Same mission. The mission hasn't changed. Uh, and it's just when once I got uh, a little clearer and more obedient. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I found myself at one point, you know, in my life trying to, like, hide. Right? When we talk about, like, the stories of Jonah um, and being. Mm-hmm. And I'll use biblical stories because that we were raised in that tradition. And it's a yeah. tradition that um, it's a language I understand. Yeah. But. You know, we know about like what it what was happening to the boat because Jonah was hiding. Yeah, yeah. he was affecting everyone around him. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just him that was affected by his disobedience; it was everyone around him. Yeah, um, and and that's what happens. Yeah. So let's let's go to 2017, right? So I remember you were in education. I think you were doing something in education. What were you doing? You were doing some working with schools. I think you were. Yeah. I mean, I used to develop curriculum. I was doing curriculum. Um, And so in many ways, I was I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Like that's part of my my ethos. Um, So even though when I was younger in the house with my mom and, you know, I was still like doing my entrepreneurial stuff. Like I was going from people's houses and I was babysitting and I was. You know, like I was working, like I was getting it, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I was, so when, again, when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, that was you all the way through, right? Like I was doing that. Um, So what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh no, so there was no question yet, right? Oh, 17, like education. Yeah, Yeah, education, you know, you you know it. It's in our family. It's in our family. I don't, I believe that we're, we're, we are apprentices, right? And that. We are of a certain lineage, and I'm and I'm just happen to be of that lineage on both sides of my family. I come from mm-hmm. a lineage of preachers and teachers and, and and advocates. When you look at the work of Auntie Janice, when you look at mm-hmm. the work of Uncle Roland, Roland you yeah, work, you know, like this is not new. Look at your, yeah, my godmother, your aunt, and Anne Marie, like she is Aunt Anne Marie, yeah, like yes. my right. She don't she. I went to see her, and I was just like, wow, this is me. Yeah. You know, she's yeah, just yeah. in the street. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that's on both sides, and so. You know, I see. I think when we look at our lineage, um, we could, we can easily, I can easily see um, that I'm a part of a tradition and that I'm just kind of continuing the tradition. Yeah. So it was twenty. So I, we've known of each other. I know mm-hmm. I've known of you, but in 2017, there was a family reunion mm-hmm. in New York, and we've mm-hmm. met. We talked, <laughs> and then I was flying somewhere, and we, I had, had a, a layover, layover in Philly, Philly, mm-hmm. and I was like. Cause what you're doing, yeah. and, we and we arranged. Had, we went to the cheesesteak spot. Yeah. And we hung out, and I remember yeah. that conversation. And because you yeah. told me we need to talk about that here, yeah, I remember yeah. you were. We were talking, and I was just getting my coaching business up. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, and I wasn't trying to coach. I was just, we were just having conversation. Who you are, and you, you said you something. Are. And do you and remember I wanna, what? I yeah. want to set the stage for people because again, this is this is you're my cousin, but we didn't know each other that well, right? Um. But our spirit is connected. Right. And 
uh, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And, you know, I have all these skills and all these talents. And you were, and I was like, but they don't make sense. You know, it didn't really, yeah. I was like, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. And you were like, sounds to me like you're a movement builder. Yeah. That's what you that. called it. And I was like, a movement builder? That's not a thing. That's not a job. <laughs> you know? yeah. I can't put that on my resume. <laughs> That's right. They hiring for that, right? They hiring for that. Like, I need a movement builder. I need a job. You know, and you were just like, I think you got to lean into what it is that you're doing. Like, you're, you're already doing it. You're a movement builder. Uh, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember saying say that, that what we've done with the bookshops is movement building. Absolutely. And that and that's what I, yeah, that's what I want to just, it's like for a lot of people, you, your uniqueness puts you in a position for some of my watcher, vis, uh, viewers and listeners. Mm -hmm. Some people, your, your, your uniqueness puts you in a position where you cannot find anyone else <laughs> doing what you do. And you say yeah. to yourself, something's wrong with me. And like the <laughs> right, thing right. that you think is your disadvantage, because oh, on, here please. you are as a pastor trying to be a business coach. That thing is your advantage. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing that is going to set you up to make the most impact. And that's what we want to just really just it just helps somebody yeah. lean into the thing that you're leaning away from. Yeah. Well, I would so with Harriet, she's an interesting one and all of the women that I, I walk with, but Harriet, you know, was this woman who had she had these sleeping spells. And it's mm -hmm. like who wanna follow a woman with sleeping spells out of slavery? You know, like that's crazy, right? Yeah. But in it, it was like, okay, Harriet also had this immense belief in God, unshakable. Her trust in God was unshakable. And even those sleeping spells she saw as a, a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. that's, some, that's crazy. That was her, crazy. Dis I mean, even my mom's quote unquote disability is her blessing from God. Right. Wow. She has all of these like major other senses. That she, and, and this is a woman who could, I don't know, she just be moving mountains. I just be like, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. My mom traveled international by herself without being, you know, listen, so. And if you so, want to get a prayer through, talk to your mom. Uh, <laughs> and she will be a prayer. Yeah. You understand? Yes. So yes. this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, when you talk about like really looking at the things that you've been told or you've told yourself are your disadvantages and really think, really thinking, giving it a little spin on perspective, right? Like had I not been this young pregnant mother, right? Would I have had the unction to do the work that we ended up doing? Yeah, yeah. I have had the the courage, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, in many ways back then it felt like, oh, oh my gosh, like how am I going to make it? Like, this is terrible. How did I, why did I do this to myself? Why did I do this to this child? Right? Like this is so hard. Um, but I, I, I would I would say that we're probably both better for it. Yeah, yeah. So Janine, and for those who are watching, you just tune in. Janine mm -hmm. Cook is our guest today. She <laughs> is the owner of Harriet's Bookstore, Ida's Bookshop. Book, is it Bookshop? Bookshop. Mm -hmm. Bookshop, sorry. Yeah, Ida's. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where did the, I, so you, you kind of told us a little bit about Harriet's. Yeah. Um, Harriet, and for those who yeah. don't know, Harriet. Mm-hmm. I was watching the news. It was 2020, and you came on the news. It was MSNBC. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my cousin, oh, right? Everybody, come on, come on. We're watching this. And I remember, I think it was John Hope Bryant who was talking. Yeah. He was on the same segment. Yep. Here it is, right? You had just opened. Yep. And the pandemic hits. And I was telling them, listen, we need help. We don't know. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, 
How how say, how long before the pandemic hit did you open the bookshop? Six weeks. Crazy. Six Crazy. Weeks. So if you think about what you were doing six weeks ago from mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I can remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six weeks is not much time um, to be in operation, especially for a retail business. Yeah. Um, yeah, so six weeks. And had I, you know, and I, I like to share this with people, and I've said it a lot, but I'll say it again, is that had I waited, had I hesitated, uh-huh. right, they would be, they wouldn't exist. Because yeah. it would have been like, oh, it's the pandemic, you can't open now, you know, it would have been all the, you know, a plethora of more reasons why not to do it. Uh-huh. Um, had I just said, oh, I, I need one more month, I need, I need, I need two more months, like, because that happens all the time, I see it with people all the time, I do it too, but... I know, I know that thing where it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. maybe we should try in, in six months. And it's just like, yo, if you feel the urge and the unction to do it now, do it now. Mm. Yeah. Do it now. Because, you know, they, they say it as a cliche, but it's not a cliche. Tomorrow is not promised. You're right. It is not promised. My grandfather, ever- my grandfather just passed away in December. And it, I, I'm telling you, that has been some fuel in my tank because it mm. was so unexpected. Right. And I just it just took me for storm. And then what? Three months later, my my great uncle died. So it's like back to back. They they both passed away. You know, huge male figures in my life, and both without any like you know warning. And so it's just like that. If nothing else says like Janine, if you don't get out here and do what you came to do, as hard as you can do it, um, you know, because we don't know. Yeah. And here we are. You know that, that that's a part of my fuel. Is like I don't know. Uh, and, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to die with regret. That's good. Was there any time during the, when the lockdown started happening and, you know, brand new business, did you ever think about quitting? <laughs> Just closing, closing the shop. Say, Time, All right. I still, <laughs> I still be like, okay, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That first uh, email, we got a we got an email from the mayor that said, you know, lock the doors right now. It was just very like abrupt, and even up till then, you know, you remember like things were slowing down. It was mm-hmm. getting weird outside. Yeah. You know, people were coming in. It was like, ooh, it's getting it's getting a little weird. Uh, and Jazzy, my older sister, had called me and was just like, Janine, like I've been following this. This is about to get bad, you know. And she had told me she was like. They're going to say it's a few weeks, but this is way more than a few weeks. You know, she was just, she had sent me like all this like hand sanitizer and bleach, like all the stuff that people couldn't get. She had put it in the mail early on. And um, I'm so thankful for my sister, by mm. the way. I have to, have to, I yeah, have to yeah, always, yeah. always pay homage because uh, she's, she's, she's wise. Uh, and then, yeah, they, when they shut us down, and you can ask them because my sister was at the house. My mom came, my mom came right before the shutdown, I was like, you have to get here. She was like, I'm going to Carnival. I said, the next day after Carnival, I need you on that flight. <laughs> and she did that, and then she got stuck. Uh, and they were there at the house, uh, and I couldn't, I wouldn't come home. I was sleeping on the floor of the bookshop. Uh, I was incredibly sad. And, uh, you know, besides wanting to quit the business, I wanted to quit life. I was like, this is like, it's just, this. it felt way too overwhelming. It felt like I had put everything into nothing. You know, it was like I had put my everything into a nothing burger. And now here we were. Um, and I, and the lady who I owed 
rent two was not trying to hear she did not miss a rent do you understand she was just like she was not that kind of landlord um and shouts to her right because in her not being that kind of landlord i couldn't be that kind of tenant you know she was just like nope you owe it when you owe it (laughs) i was like damn i was like oh my gosh okay um and she had already took a huge risk on me she had already told me like this idea seems very strange. I don't know if you're going to be able to pull it off. And then at the end of that conversation, she said, but if you ever meet Oprah, you you invite me. And I was just like, what? Like, you know, she said that to me in the conversation after she just finished telling me she didn't really think it was a good idea. Bookshops, uh, you know, but she was just like, but if you ever meet Oprah, I want to invite me. <laughs> I was like, Okay, you know, like, because who's going to be Oprah? She was right? I was like, well, who's going to be Oprah? Only to yeah. then, have, you know, Oprah's magazine has covered us twice, you know. So, um, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, it was very sad. And that's not the only time. Like, there was a time during the uprising where it was so many orders. And that's when people were like, oh, how would you be sad about so many orders? It was way more than we had the capacity to fill at the time. And, and, and it was like, you yeah, you guys, folks, it was, I was up day and night trying to get people their orders and not, I wanted to be in integrity. I don't want to have a brand that was out of integrity. Um, I wanted people to know that they could trust us, but it was just like, out of nowhere, we had all of these orders and we didn't have any of the systems in place to really place the orders. The systems in society were down. Yeah. And then the kind of books that we were selling just so happened to be the type of books that were at the top of these lists. So books that were rare, like that people were rarely purchasing that were not even really in print, like they weren't they didn't they weren't being being printed at the capacity that they should have been being printed. So we were waiting for books to be printed, right? Okay. Um, and that was causing all of these like hiccups and stuff. And that was another time where I felt like there's just no way I can do this. Like there's just no way this is this is beyond my capability. Um, you know, yet yeah, yeah, here we are. Uh, and, you know, even I, four days ago, I wrote my friend, like, I'm so scared, uh. right? I'm so scared. Like, this is, this is, I don't speak this language. Um, I am however many miles away from home. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm financing this myself. Uh, I have other people believing and trusting me. Uh, and what if I can't do it? What, what if I just, what if I finally have met my match and I can't do this? Uh, I got to, I got to pause you here. Cause here's, here's, yeah. here's what people need to know. Yeah. Will Smith did his book launch. <laughs> bookstore, right. Yes. Um, Jamie Foxx did a book launch at your yes. bookshop. Michelle yes. Obama made your bookshop, the official yeah. bookshop that was supplying her book for her yeah. tour. Is it the light we carry? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you <laughs> still struggle with doubt. Now, I want you. I'm saying yeah. that for a reason because Absolutely. people think people who've gotten to a level that they want to get to overcome questions and doubts and fears. Mm-mm. No. And here it is. And 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 where you are now, I didn't I didn't give as much detail. You're in mm-hmm. Paris right now, mm-hmm. opening up a pop up shop, Josephine's. Right. Josephine's bookshop. A pop-up shop. We had seven days to build uh, in another country. I couldn't bring furniture. You know, all of my, like, I got my little hidden spots where I go get stuff from in Philly and in Jersey and da-da-da-da-da. Can't do none of my my usual. 
right? It was all like, it was, um, it was, this was just so out of my comfort zone, but mm. I'm so happy that I still tried to do it and that it worked, right? It, the, the bookshop was like literally so many people were in the bookshop yesterday that we were like, the, the young lady working in there was like, Miss Janine, I haven't sat down all day. I was like, oh, sweetheart, go take a break, please. She was just like, I just don't want to leave. I, and I was like, just take a, take a little break. Yeah, it was so busy. And so, yeah, there, I mean, there's something to the push through. But, yeah, doubt is a real thing. Um, uh-huh. Just because, again, talking about ministry and I'll talk about my Nana. And there's a story that her and I, you know, she'll – we talk, we talk about a lot, and which is this um, story about Peter, because a few weeks back, and I'm, I'm so glad to share this story, um, and it's not a victory story. It was a, it was a, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a few weeks back, there was an uh, a auction on a space in Philadelphia, and for folks who know I'm looking for a space, um, there's a certain kind of space that I want for, for the bookshop, and this space was immaculate. I'm talking, it was built in the 1800s, and it was... It used to be a convent and it was just gorgeous and it was up for auction, which is unheard of. It used to be Father Divine's, uh, one of his buildings, which was again ministry. So I was like, oh gosh, it ties in so well. And to even get in the auction, you had to you had to produce a very large check, right? To even just be in the room. And so I was able to just do that. And I was just like, okay, I'm a trust. They said you get this back. <laughs> they say you get this back if you don't win. The right, auction. right. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. Got there. Uh, one of my homies, and this is my homie friend. Like she, like she, I call her my my doula, my artistic doula, because she just be showing up. And she was like, Janine, I'm up the street. I said, come over down here and lay your hands on this building with me before this auction start. She came on down. We late. She was like, Janine, you know, if you you want it to be, it'll be. Um, and then the auction started, and all of the people. One, it was all men. And I was like, I started feeling it in my my, my spirit. Uh, and none of those men had the skin color of you or I. And I started, oh, it was just beating on me. And they also were men, uh, you know, they all had on like religious attire. And I was like, they just, they're all working together, even though they're not. You know, I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah. And the numbers started going up, you know. So it started, they started the auction at 100,000. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, then it just started hitting, boom. You know, five hundred thousand, seven fifty, you know, a million. And my my hand couldn't go up no more at a million. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't raise my hand no more. I just couldn't. I, oh, I can't do this. Um, and I watched the building go for the the million. Uh, I think it was like one point one. And I walked out of there completely defeated. Like, dang. And I called the bank and I was just like, look, I just came out of this auction and da, da, da. And the guy at the bank was like, Janine, we would have, we would have financed you hundred percent. Wow. And then I told the next friend, she was like, girl, we would have helped you raise that money. Then I told another, friend, we would have done it. You had, what you had 60 days, girl, we would have had that. We would have had that. We would have had that. You had it. You had it. <gasps> and I called my Nana and I called, and I didn't say much to her. I just said, Nana, I was Peter in there. <laughs> And she knew exactly what I meant. I said, Nana, I was Peter. He said, what you mean you was Peter? <laughs> I said, you know, Peter is a funny guy because he says, Jesus, ca- call me out there to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here you are. You're in the room. You ask Jesus to put you in, you in the room. And then you start saying, oh, it's a howling wind. <laughs> mm. 
oh, it's Halloween up in this joint. And you just, and my feet just, my, my knees started to buckle. Ooh, that's good. My knees started to buckle. Uh, and that has been a great lesson for me ever since then. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, I know how to walk on water. Peter was walking on yes, the water. Yes, he was. Water. Yes, he was. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't an illusion. It wasn't a wish. It wasn't a... Right. It, he, he was doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was in the room. I was in the room. You know? And, uh, yeah, that lesson was really, really immense for me. And, um, yeah, I won't, I won't have to... I won't make that mistake again, I believe. I believe that that lesson was enough. Yeah. And that's the wonderful thing about God. Sometimes you learn a lesson mm -hmm. for a bigger thing that he has for you. Oh, so. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we talked a little bit about some of the successes yeah. and some of the experiences, right? Tell me yeah. the most surprising thing that has happened oh since you. Oh, and then man, I, let's pause yeah. that question. How did you get mm -hmm. to Ida's? Because we got so a lot of people like one bookshop is enough. <laughs> like, right. That's what I was Ida? thinking too. Um, <laughs> you know, it'd be a, um, okay. So I'm going to tell people this. I believe in signs and symbols. Okay. And I follow the signs and I follow the symbols. Okay. And with Harriet, I, I went to Maryland. I went to where she lived. I walked her footsteps. I, I had to do all of those things. And then with Ida, if you watch the documentary that they made about the opening of Harriet, at that opening, they asked us to all think about a person who we wanted to, um, you know, like, who would you want to embody? Who would you want to be more like? Um, my friend Nia asked the group that. And my person was Ida B. Wells. And that was a whole, like, many, 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 many months um, before what became Ida's bookshop, right? So I think that it's just these conversations that keep unfolding. And then the next thing you know, I'm in Mississippi, and I'm in Ida's home, and I'm, you know, I'm in wow. St. I'm in, you know what I mean? I'm in Memphis. I'm in, I'm where her newspaper was. Yeah. You know, Ida's bookshop is next door to a newspaper, by the way. I'm in Chicago. Like I walked her, I got to walk her walk uh, and, and sit with her and and feel what it, I just got to feel as much as I can feel what it was like to be who she was in the world at the time where she was. And it just be like, it, to me, because she's these people are so incredible. It's like, I have to uh, open the, the opportunity for other people to sit at their feet. I was describing it as like, if you walk into a house and you have all of your grandmothers and your great grandmothers in each of the rooms, and every time you walk in one of the rooms, there's another one of your grandmothers and she's amazing. Uh, yeah. And she wants to talk to you and she wants you to talk to her and she wants to be in conversation with you. She wants you to you know, learn from her life. She wants you to take those lessons and really apply them. Um, and that's how I feel. I feel like we've, we've just kind of made the earth this big house and we have these these rooms wow. in the house where people can go sit with these, these, they can sit with these women and they can, you know, of course, read the books that are in the shops, but also um, share time and space mm. with these, these incredible women. Yeah. And that's what I think I love about what you're doing. You're not just selling books. Oh, yeah. You are. This, I mean, this is way beyond selling books. Yeah, right? yeah. This is creating experiences and encounters yeah. and, and movement building. This is what this is right <laughs> that's what now. You called it. That's what you yeah. called it. Yeah. And I probably would have never thought of it that way had we not had that conversation that yeah. day. Yeah. That that was a such thing as movement yeah. building. But yeah. So. Yeah. There are people um, who are flying from Philly mm -hmm. to Paris 
to experience Josephine's bookshop. One of them named after a- named after Josephine Baker. Baker. Yeah. yeah, she there. Are, I have a friend who's la- landing tomorrow to come have the experience. Um, you know, my sister's here in Paris to have the experience. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote to the the news media in Philly, two two news outlets, and I said to them, once upon a time. You know, Henry Louis Gates was sent on an assignment by Time magazine to come cover a conversation between Josephine Baker and James Baldwin. And Time magazine said, oh, this is not this is not a good enough story and didn't run it. And I said to them, I said, y'all don't want to be on that side of history. Don't be on that side of history where you could have and you should have and you didn't. Because this is that. Right. Like in some ways, I'm not saying I'm Baldwin, I'm not Baker, but I'm just like saying like, it's okay to push ourselves out of our... If I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone, we could all do it, right? What's the what's the big deal? It's a flight. And they were like... And those two media organizations are both sending reporters to come cover. And, and that's something. Okay, I, I, this is it. Because I always want to ask people, like, a business question. Right. Media is something it seems like... I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> I was like, get my cousin on the news again. Hey! <laughs> Yo, I don't even be wanting to. <laughs> how you okay? So tell me, how do you like any tips you for anyone? It. I have never sent a press release. Okay. Never, 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 never. But okay, so how you even build relationship with them? Because like these, this news media that you sent is there's that, some I relationship. Know, I know these people, yeah, okay. like because they over time. Um, I think when you're in community, when you have okay. your your boots on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, people notice that. Right. And it's not because you're like, oh, look at me, look at me. But it's because you're doing um, when they say let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify. Like they that light is real. The light is real. Um, and I've built these relationships, not on some like, oh, here's what y'all could do for me, because I think that's where a lot of people get it twisted is they think, oh, I need to know some so and so so that they can do something for me. I need to be in relationship with so and so because I need this from them. And it's like, nah, like we are in, these people are people I have relationships with. It's not one way, right? It's mm-hmm. not what can they do for Janine? What can they do for Harriet's bookshop? You know, these are people who like, you know, her mother passed away. We made sure that she had, you know what I mean? Like that, there are things that, these are real relationships. Um, and I think that's really, like some people forget that, that these are human beings on the other side of these email addresses. Wow. And we get to like, you know, be in re- real community, be in real relationship with people outside of our own personal needs and desires. Um, you know, check on people, ask people how they're doing, you know, like, you know, that's what people. ministry is, right? That's why I, yeah, that's, like, that's the ministry thing. So the fact yeah. that you are a caring person actually is noticed in this world. It's noticed. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think so. Yeah. I think that there's, you know, I think people are also attracted to innovation, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I think sometimes I'm doing things that are a little, it's on the edge of, you know, one of the ladies is like, it's a little crazy. It's a little genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, when you're on that horse, it's a little crazy. It's a little genius. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't hop on the horse thinking, oh, look, I want the news media to look at me. I hopped on the horse because we had COVID. We needed to be distanced. We had to, you know, we had all of these things, all of these, what I call design challenges. And I like, other people can use that, use it. Um, design challenges, and, and if you're from the, an art background, you know that a design challenge is basically like, maybe you don't have enough materials. Maybe you don't have a lot of time. 
maybe you don't have a lot of resources. You know, like there's all of these ways and you know, you got I got you have a, a space. You're going to only be there for a certain amount of time. You have 7 days to build it. These are design challenges. Um and but you so you have to create a design that meets the challenge. Yeah. Right? You have to utilize those so the design challenges that were were presented. We had COVID, we had um you know, people were still, you know, but we, we have these books. We have to pay this rent every month. Um, and we have children out here who uh, are getting disenchanted with life, right? Because they're in the middle of a, a pandemic. So what so do you So you started do? giving away books, right? We started giving away books. Um, we had, you know, some people, like, there was a lady who was like, Janine, I just want to, I don't, like, sometimes she was like, I, I just want to do something. And I was just like, okay, what you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. I said, okay. Uh, she was like, I'm going to give you the money. You do it. I said, okay, okay, okay. What if we do this? She was like, I love it. Okay. So she was like, I give you, I give you the first amount to, to get the first dozen books to give out to children. Okay, wow. cool. Then you get the first dozen book, you give them to children. Somebody sees you. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Oh, because we're doing this. Oh. I want to put the next dozen. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's just, that's how it's been. Wow. That, that's just how it's been. That's how we're here, right? Yeah. I told people, listen, we want to do this Josephine's Bookshop in Paris. Please purchase these books specifically about Josephine. I think it will inspire you, one, but two, it will also fund our ability to go do this. And people did it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have a movement that you've, you've created. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple more well, questions here, brain. right? Yeah, go ahead. What, what's some advice you would give to yourself when mm. you were starting? If you were to, to talk to Janine mm-hmm. over, was it, well, I guess it was three, four years ago with this book, but even in, in business, how, how, however far back you want to go, what yeah. advice would you give that Janine? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. And I get this question from time to time, but it it changes. I think the the advice for Janine right now is um, is to to create a practice uh. right that fortifies yourself because in many ways business is is very similar to war uh-huh. and to be prepared to go out into war um you need to have certain parts of yourself fortified you need to have a a a a spiritual practice uh you need to have a a health practice that allows you to do the work you want to do that's beautiful i love that i love that i love that fortify yourself yeah all right all right give me one practical step somebody's watching this Mm -hmm. getting started with business in their business Give me one practical step they can use tomorrow to grow that business. So this is good. I, I, um, cause I get this a lot, <laughs> um, which is that I think that where most people, it's not that they don't have a great idea. Right. And I know you're going to know this. It's just that they just don't stay the course. Yeah. You know, they just give up too soon. And there's a, there is a level of, like Octavia E. Butler, who wrote the parable of the sower, talks about the positive obsession. There is a level of like, it's slightly when, if you're an entrepreneur and you know what I'm talking about, it's like, yeah. it, it could come off to other people like you a little off. Yeah. You know, you gotta be okay with that. You gotta be okay with people not understanding. If you need a lot of validation, this is not the business for you. Uh, uh. Because people won't always, 
you know, it was a woman with this. Like I, I, every venture, every venture, somebody says, oh, you can't do that. And you can't do it that way. And you can't do it that fast. Or you can't do it with that much money. Or you can't do it, you know, like every single time. And so I'm just so glad for the positive obsession and for like not needing validation in that way. I love it. Yeah, I, I trust. It. I trust my. I trust my gut. I trust my 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 God. You know, so it's just like I can trust my guides, and so that's enough for me. And so I, I listen if somebody says, "Oh, Janine, you know, you, that's not the way to do that, and you can't do it this." You know, it's okay. All right, I hear you, and I put it on my scale, and I say, "Hmm, okay. Does that does that make sense? Maybe a little bit." And then also, am I able to you know meet the design challenge based on what they're saying? Yes, I am. There was a friend who, of mine who was like, July is, there's nobody in Paris in July. <laughs> okay. So I listened. I said, okay, let me call some other people who I know who live in Paris, da, 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 whatever. You know, do your, do your due diligence. And it was like, nah, there are people in Paris in July. <laughs> you know, like there's people in Paris all year long. It's Paris, you know? And so, you know, maybe that's what you, and people are telling you these things sometimes with the best of intentions, right? They're not trying to harm you. They're not trying to harm me. Um, they mostly, they're saying these things to you out of love, but they just not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could right. be wrong. They wrong. They I don't, the that. vision wasn't placed in their heart. The vision wasn't placed in their spirit. The vision was, the the, the message wasn't given to them. And that's that. It was yeah. given to you. Yeah, yeah. Janine, you the preacher's kid, but you the preacher today. You the preacher today. <laughs> It's so true, though. Like, yo, and if we and sometimes I'm like, what, what if you're holding up the progress of the entire community because you're looking for validation from people who the message wasn't given to them? Because that was your piece. It's your yeah. part. Yeah. You know? know? All right, Janine, we want to support you. People watching this, people viewing this. <laughs> how can we support you? What's the best website to go to? The yeah. best thing we just want to i mean we all wish we could just come to paris for, <laughs> for the pop-up shop but what can we do and it was, some of us saying philly right so yeah. we, and some of us in, but what's the best thing yeah. for people anywhere in the world yeah yeah i mean if you go on our website you go you can buy books from any any book you can get from amazon you can get from us okay right? so, so what's that, the website oursisterbookshops.com uh oursisterbookshops.com just how it sounds uh, with an S on bookshops. Yep. That got it right? Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, and like for those of us who don't have the resources, I want you to know that like I do believe in the power of prayer, you know, so feel free to send that. That is a load of support. You know, love and positive thoughts are a load of support. Sharing something on social is a load of support and it doesn't require any money. But then some of y'all got money. Some of y'all got a lot of money. Some of y'all got a whole lot of money. <laughs> <See>. <laughs> right? And I ain't mad at you for having that whole lot of money. And if you want to think about ways that we can work together, I'm open to those. I'm open to those ways. If you if it resonates with you and you hear this and you're like, yo, this this matters to me and I want to make this, I want to do something, I want to be a part of it, hit me up. I'm very easy to find. We're all over social. What's the um, social? Email. Uh, it's at Harriet's Bookshop. At I mean at Harriet's underscore bookshop Instagram. Uh, at Harriet's, I'm on. All, I'm on Twitter. You know, I'm a whole Harriet's Twitter. Yeah, Harriet's have two R's and two T's. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So at Harriet's underscore Bookshop on Instagram. Uh, I spell that spell that wrong. Let me. Yeah, and that takes bookshop. you to all of them. That'll take you to all of them. 
How's this? Is that it? That's it. At Harry's at Harry's Bookshop on Instagram. And it all there's a link in the bio that'll take you to all the other ones. Uh, for those of you listening, we'll put it in the show notes. So look in the show notes for the website, uh, our yeah. sister bookshops, and the Instagram and the social media handles. Yeah. And even if you spell it all types of jacked up, if you put Janine Cook and Harry's Bookshop, however you spell it, something's going to come up on that internet because <laughs> we have done our fair share of articles. I love it. So something, love it. something will come up. Yes. All right. Well, our guest today was Janine Cook, the oh, Janine you know, Cook so movement much. builder. My cousin, I love you. You what? So so what do we proud. call you? What do we call you? A prophet? Know, right? What do we call you? What you hey, did yeah, over, my, take that. over, take over that. my life? Okay. Yeah, right. business prophet. I'll take so, that. So what, what's next? What you see next coming? Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> the spot. No. But I going? just listen. I just see you inspiring women, mm. young women to to take action on your dreams. That's what I see. I see young girls. Saying, I want to be like her. Wow. That's what I see. And I want you wow. to keep stepping into that. Okay. Um, because you, not only have you done that today, but you've done that for my daughters. Mm, I see. Yes. I'm rooting for them, too. I'm rooting for them, too. And they say, because our cousin could do this. Absolutely. She looks like us. We can do it. And so yeah. for anyone and out there. way earlier than me, which is great. Yeah. You know, Anyone out there, take this inspiration. Take what you heard here. You got something. Right. In a time people tell you books aren't selling, brick and mortar isn't selling. Janine is proof that if you move on what God told you to do and what God put inside of you, he'll make a way. So take what yeah, you have definitely. and go increase your income and your impact. Take your ministry out into the world. Yeah, they said. They- Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please, share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.